Welcome to the Information and Technology Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Landon Jones. Safety, security, ethics, and morals. For many companies, these issues sit in a gray area. Who should bear the responsibility? Should it be the users and consumers? Or should it be the developers and distributors? Here to answer this question for us, as well as talk about lifestyle management and the future of smart devices, is Kevin Williams, CEO of Wise Power. How are you doing today, Kevin? I'm doing well, Landon. Thank you for asking, and thank you for having me on the podcast. Kevin, the first question I've got for you um, to get us started is really for the sake of clarity for our listeners, but I was wondering if you can explain in the simplest terms what IoT, Internet of Things, means. Sure, sure. People will be hearing about it a lot, Landon. To try to break it down in layman's terms, think of it this way. The computers that we have, our telephones and other things, have unique identifiers. So think about the phone number as unique to you. Well, the Internet of Things provides a way for all these billions of electronic devices to have their own unique identifier. It's called an IP address. Just think of it as that device's phone number. So your toaster, your washing machine, uh, any electronics or appliances will have their own unique identifier, and therefore other machines can call them up. Using these unique identifiers opens up an entire world for us, a whole universe for us. Think about it for a moment, all the different things in our lives, if the electronics, the appliances, if those devices were able to talk to one another or talk to your phone, Think about the possibilities, which you hear about some of the things uh, on the news and other places, but just, just imagine this for a moment. You're at work and you left to go to work and you ironed your shirt and you left and you got just about in the office and thought, oh man, I'm not sure if I turned the iron off. And you're worried about having to go all the way back home just to make sure. Just imagine if you could just pick up your phone and call your iron. Say, did I turn you off? It says no. Then you just push a button and turn it off. That's one example. There are many others. There are hundreds of thousands of other examples if you think about all the possibilities when one machine can talk to another. You know, a trend that I see across a lot of different industries today from working here at MarketScale, but also just in my daily life, is that companies are trying to simplify um, technology that already exists for their consumers. And so I, I see things like Amazon Alexa or Google Homes that are already trying to use these things and make them more user-friendly. But would you say that that's what your company is trying to do as well? Yes, we really focus on keeping things simple for the consumer. Uh, that's been a trend of ours. In fact, I founded a company called Wilco Technologies that I sold uh, last year. That company's tagline was IT Simplified. So that's been something that I really focus on. In terms of, um, of technology, it's really helpful to consumers if you can keep things simple. When we go back to the discussion about Internet of Things or IoT, you hear these numbers, these astronomical figures. There's billions of devices that are coming online. You know, all of the things in our world will have their own IP address. Well, that's great. That's convenient. And you'd mentioned uh, Google Home and Alexa are already starting to do that. But here's the issue with that. As consumers, we don't want to have 15 different icons 
on our phone or another 15 different passwords to manage in our lives. Uh, I recall the time when the electronics were coming on around TVs and you'd have a TV, you'd have a VCR, you'd have some other devices and all of a sudden you've got five remotes that you're trying to keep track of and manage. Well, it's the same thing with apps on your phone. If you've got all these different devices, it's great to have a ring doorbell and have a, a Nest thermostat and have a Samsung refrigerator and I could go on and on. But it's really kind of a hassle to remember 15 different passwords and all the things that you need to access that technology. So there are companies like Alexa and Google that are trying to make those things simple just by saying a command or a word that will activate that. And there are other behind the scenes technology that can be used to help that integration. I'm not an Alexa user and security concern is a major reason just because of the scares of Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. And you, you see lots of these things going on in the news. Are security concerns something that pop up for you as well? Well, Landon, you've touched upon the number one concern. That is the biggest concern for consumers to adopt IoT or the Internet of Things. They hear the horror stories about security. Uh, recently, uh, not, not too long ago, a couple of months ago, I, I read about an incident where a consumer, a gentleman, had the Google Home uh, device. And he used the, the word, hey, Google. And so the device started to pick up and record his conversation. So he didn't really mean to address the device. He was just having a conversation in his home. And the device at that point began to pick up and record everything else that he began to say. Well, in that conversation, he also happened to say his boss's name, which was also connected. And the device inadvertently sent an email of everything he had said in that conversation across the country to his boss. So that's the kind of thing that you hear and probably one of the reasons that you, you haven't adopted the technology yet. We at Wise Power have really thought through that and we know and understand that there needs to be various layers of security embedded between those devices and consumers to pre prevent those things from happening and also to prevent hackers from actually getting into those devices. So we use seven layers of security to be able to protect consumers, not only from hackers and people getting in to steal their personally identifiable information, but it also would prevent things like that from happening because there's other safeguards built in and you wouldn't inadvertently be sending messages to your boss. You emphasized that your company is doing things and recognizing these concerns. I feel like when it comes to ethical and responsible technology, it, there seems to be a gray area of whether it's the user's responsibility to use it ethically or whether it's the developers and distributors. But to me, it sounds like you as a developer have these concerns in the forefront. Yes, Landon, to me, that is a differentiator for us. Uh, Wise Power really prides itself in two things. It's cybersecurity and it's simplifying technology for consumers. It probably goes back to our background. As I mentioned, I founded a company back in 2005 whose primary focus was on cybersecurity workforce development and compliance for the United States Department of Defense. So their levels of requirement are much more stringent than most. So we had to really manage that program and help manage that process. 
and we began with a pilot of 1,000 users, teaching people what training they needed to be uh, to harden the network and where that training could be acquired and what they needed to do to be certified to remain in compliance. We started off with 1,000 users doing that. We grew that program to over 1.6 million users when I sold the company in September of 2017. So cybersecurity is really embedded in our DNA. But as I mentioned before, simplifying IT is also important to us. And I understand that consumers won't adopt this technology unless we can assure them that it's secure, and unless we can make it easy for them to use. Now, we've talked about how Alexa and Google Home make it simple, but is it secure? That's going to be the, the other underlying factor. We have to be able to convey to consumers that the technology can be one simple easy button, if you will. Uh, we'd like for people to think of a wise icon on their phone or their computer that they can click and that integrates all the different devices, no matter who makes it, it's vendor neutral. And they can also rest assured that it's not operating in an environment where hackers can get to it. We've separated that out and protected the device, we've protected the network, and we've protected the data at rest. Those are the areas that we must put safeguards around. So we take that very seriously and security has to be done, has to be designed into the solution. It can't be an afterthought. So now besides security and ease of use, are there any other hurdles for you in the industry right now? Or um, are there any other things that you're preparing for for the future? For us, it's really a matter of, you know, access. We, we not only want to be able to have these devices so that you can turn them off and on, you know, that's, that's okay. You know, we, I talked about the example of the iron. If you left the iron on, it'd be great to be able to turn it off with the push of a button so you didn't have to worry about it catching on fire. But as we get into these more complicated devices, we want to be able to truly integrate with them. So for us and for we, the electronics manufacturers, there needs to be a sharing of information in such a way that it can be secure. So the APIs or the application protocol interfaces have to be robust and they have to be accessible to developers because the difference is just being able to use your phone to turn a device off or on and being able to truly have control over the device and all of the features that that device has available to the consumers. So again, think about it in terms of a single icon on your phone that's a wise power icon. And you push that and it opens up for you each device that's in each room. So you wanna make it in, you wanna do it in such a way that it's easy for the consumer to understand. And you wanna do it in such a way that it mirrors their lifestyle. In fact, we call our IoT solution lifestyle management because that's really what we're doing. So we provide an assessment that really determines what's plugged into each room, outlet by outlet, switch by switch in the room, so that as a consumer, in the palm of your hand, you'd have access to what's plugged into that device or what's connected to that switch. And with the advent of APIs, you'd have deeper control over the functionality of what's plugged in. An example would be, it would be great to be able to start a load of clothes, but it would also be great to be able to know that, hey, I can start the rinse cycle, or I don't really need 
um, the heavy wash cycle, these are delicates. So I threw a bunch of clothes in before I left. And when I got to the office, I wanted to start the load because I know that the kids will be home in enough time to put it in the dryer. So I had complete functionality because the API allowed me to have control just as though I was standing in front of the washer and pushing the buttons. So I could choose the delicate cycle versus just turning the washer off or on. Just one example. Again, there are tens of thousands of these examples. My last question for you, Kevin, what are you most excited for about the future of WisePower? We are really very excited about WisePower's potential. Potential really change the way that we consume electricity. As I mentioned before, we have created a unique energy assessment tool that lets consumers determine how they use electricity. You know, it's one thing to know that a kilowatt hour, uh, how does that convert to dollars and cents? So we begin with uh, the process of helping consumers understand that when you open your bill and you're charged by kilowatt hours, we want you to understand that the TV you watch daily uses this many kilowatt hours and that converts to this many dollars and cents. So wouldn't it be great if you could, in real time, not after the fact, after the bill is opened at the end of the month, but in real time as it's going on, understand that the TV you're watching is costing you uh, 57 cents uh, for this hour. Or if you do a load of clothes on Wednesday evenings instead of Saturday mornings, the peak time versus off peak you can save $2.17 on that load of clothes. So we're excited, most excited at Wise Power about having these unique tools to be able to help consumers understand not only how they use electricity, but when they use it can be best, how much it costs, and converting that to what we call actionable data. Again, it's one thing to open the bill at the end of the month. It's too late then. You've already, you've bought it. It would be another thing to say, to get an alert to say, hey, don't do the laundry uh, Saturday morning. Start doing it Wednesday nights next week. And by the time your bill rolls around, you'll notice just with laundry, you would have saved 3 or $4. So we're excited about helping consumers do those things uh, using our technology. We're looking forward to uh, opening a demonstration site uh, soon that will be able to show consumers how the electricity can be stored and how it can actually be sold back to the utility. Uh, you talk about something exciting. There are many markets now where the electric utility is starting to offer what's called net metering programs. And what that means basically is if you have solar or you have wind or some other a renewable that generates electricity, if you actually use less than you're generating, you can sell the excess back to the utility. Now they won't, in most cases, won't give you cash, but they will give you credit on your electric bill. So it's really nice to be able to say, I've got solar panels on and it's three o'clock in the afternoon and no one's home. And so my wise system is telling me that I'm actually uh, using less electricity than I'm generating. And so it's telling me that you just sold back $3.12 of electricity to the utility company. Now, that is a pretty exciting notion, and that's something that we're most excited about, and we will soon be able to demonstrate that technology here in the Kansas City area. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. 
Landon, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. And thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com backslash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Landon Jones. Until next time.